Welcome to Top 5, a show where we kick up high and we sing down low and we rhyme and do other things. Yeah, it's, it's Top 5. Uh, this, this week on the show, by popular request, apparently it is being talked about quite a bit in our Discord channel. People want to know our Top 5 Favorite Musicals. Top 5 Favorite Musicals. And I don't know about you, Rodrigo, but... When uh, my when I was growing up, when my household wasn't playing Burl Ives and Bing Crosby Christmas albums, my mother was playing uh, show tunes, you know, Camelot with uh, Robert Goulet and sure. uh, The King and I and just you name it. Uh, uh, what's the one with the uh, the musical about tilting at windmills? Um, that one uh, was in. Don was, Quixote? Yeah, Don Quixote. Uh, oh, that one Man was of La, in Man of La Mancha. Yeah, Man of La Mancha. Yeah. Yentl, uh, Fiddler on the Roof. Uh, mm-hmm. My parents would go and, and, and go to musicals all the time. So I was exposed to this uh, from a very young age. And, of course, all the Disney stuff as well. So it was sure. hard for me to pick five favorite musicals. But I'm going to yeah. try. And hopefully it was hard for you, too. It was. There's a lot of stuff got cut. Yeah, I, I I rearranged this list multiple times, but I think I'm going to start off with my number five, and that is Singing in the Rain. Uh, okay. You know, it is, it's the uh, it's the Gene Kelly musical. It's all about uh, the time period where uh, motion pictures were going from silent film to talkies and the hijinks that ensue when your lead silent film actress has a horrible voice and they have to uh, dub somebody else in. And of course, it's full of uh, full of uh, people falling in love and uh, music, of course, and dancing. It's got uh, Debbie Reynolds and Gene Kelly, obviously. But Donald O'Connor is somebody that you cannot not think about with Singing in the Rain. Uh, yeah. It's it's such a great piece. I, I, I could go on for several hours talking about Singing in the Rain. And we did at one point for a little podcast called Zach on Film. Yeah. I'm not going to find that then podcast. we lost it. Yeah, we lost it. It's gone. Gone to the ages. And we vowed we would never return to Singing in the Rain again until right now. So hopefully this podcast doesn't disappear. But Singing in the Rain, um, so many great songs. Uh, It has been, you know, the actual Singing in the Rain song, Gene Kelly singing and dancing in the rain and the lamppost and all that stuff, has been used again and again and again and again so many times in so many different places over the years that I think people will see... Tom Holland, you know, with an umbrella hanging from a lamppost and know that it means something, but they probably don't know where it comes from. Right. So my number five, Singing in the Rain from uh, 1952, by the way. So there you go. Singing in the Rain is actually my number three. Ooh, okay. We're going to we're going to burn through this list. Oh, I'm sure Uh, we are. I'm sure we are. I figured it would be on somebody else's list. I didn't figure it would be uh, that quick, but uh, there we go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Singing in the Rain. Good times, of course. Hugely ironic in that. Uh, what's her name? Debbie Reynolds' mm-hmm. voice is, when she's singing is dubbed by a different actress. I know, right? Um, just, it's great. It's great because it's Hollywood doing Hollywood and um, and also it's a jukebox musical, but it's been so long that like nobody knows that like nobody yeah. knows those songs from anything except singing in the rain. 
Mm-hmm. It's interesting. It's interesting to get into it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and listen, if people want the non-musical version of Singing in the Rain and they want a lot more debauchery, then people should go watch the uh, movie Babylon with Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie and a bunch of other uh, fine actors. It is literally singing in the rain. In fact, they even call it out at the end of the movie. It's literally singing in the rain, but uh, for a modern age where people don't have joy in their heart. Uh, but uh, I really enjoyed it. A lot of people did not enjoy Babylon. I enjoyed it quite a bit. So uh, there you go. So my number five, Rodrigo's number three. My number four, there was a time when, again, my parents are playing musicals throughout the house. I did get to go see a few musicals in uh, my life. I've seen many of them. Um, Even as a young kid, uh, hopefully this doesn't spoil anything on your list. It's certainly not on mine. It was one of the ones that got bumped. But as a young kid, I got to see Yul Brynner perform in The King and I. And that was quite a joy. But really to be exposed to a lot of the stuff that was quote unquote newer uh, PBS used to have a show and you would be very familiar with this, Rodrigo, uh, uh, great performances yeah. where they would go and perf- uh, and they would go and record Broadway performances. And, and then several years later, play it back on great performances for the people in the sticks who couldn't afford a Broadway ticket. And that's where I encountered 1987's Into the Woods with Bernadette Peters in it as um, I forget what her role was. The, the, witch, the witch. Yeah, she was the witch. And I, I sat there just enthralled by this thing. That was, so this is fairy tale stuff and it's a musical and this is really crazy that the mixing, that they're mixing the stories. Unfortunately, I only got in, in the second act, uh, the second half of the, Uh of the musical. And it wasn't until I was in college when they were rebuilding the Sheridan Coliseum into a performing arts center that the very first performance at the Sheridan arts center was a traveling production of Into the Woods. And I went and saw that and just fell in love with the music, fell in love with the story. It was, uh, you know, uh, I didn't have to buy soundtracks growing up because my parents had them. But uh, this was the very, well, I guess the very first Broadway musical soundtrack that I bought immediately after seeing Into the Woods live. And so it's it always has a place in my heart. I know some people are like, eh, it's, it's kind of reductive and not very good. And Stephen Sondheim is kind of overrated, blah, 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 blah. And to those people, I say, there is no joy in your heart. Yeah. But there is joy in Into the Woods. My number four musical. Yeah. You like that one? I do like I, that one. Um, I It almost made it on my list. Oh, um, Our lists are going to be but, so close to one another. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, I, I'm... We'll see. I, I think okay. that they are going to end up pretty close, but yeah, okay. we'll see. All right. Let's see what you got for your number four. Actually, I haven't done my five yet. Oh, oh, that's right. Because we did your number three. I'm sorry. I jumped ahead. All right. Let us, Rodrigo, let's do your number five. My fault. Uh, okay. Completely. You know, it's one of those days. Yeah. Yeah. I, we like, you know, say what you want about him. And we will after the, after we stop recording. But having Matthew here really balances things out. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm sure right. I bet I can bet I bet I could name Matthew's five uh, musicals. Oh, nice. You want to do that? You want to try that now? Uh, so Matthew's number five. And I don't know what order because Matthew never puts anything in order. It's just whatever's on the top of his head. Rent. Yep. Rent would be on mm-hmm. his list. So sure. All right. So your number five is. OK, my number five is uh, South Park, bigger, longer and uncut. That was that was going to be on my list, too. It was originally yeah. my number two. And then I was like, nope. I got to move this one off the list and, and, and put something else in there. 
Yeah, some uh, re um, recontextualizing. I recently watched it because my wife got into like a huge South Park kick because mm-hmm. um, she 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 basically grew up watching you know South Park, The Simpsons, um, and uh, so I rewatched it and I am now pretty cool on South Park. Like I used to like it yeah. a lot. Now I'm like eh. Um, Take it or leave it, yeah. But the musical holds up, and a lot of the references, uh, like, there's a lot of references in it, and because um, because those references don't, probably wouldn't click with a current audience, mm-hmm. it just seems more absurd. Like, um, you know, people still know who Conan O'Brien is, but they certainly don't know who Brian Boitano is, right? Yes, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. So, so you kind of have to, if new people are watching this, they kind of have to be like, okay, what is happening? But, you mm-hmm. know, war's over or, or um, talking about censorship, talking about um, international policy and stuff like that in general, that all still holds up, of course. Nobody knows who Saddam Hussein is anymore either, <laughs> but just uh, if you just kind of roll with it, um, I think it still mostly holds up. Okay. All right. Very cool. I like I like that one as well. Uh, I was kind of never really into South Park that much when it mm-hmm. first uh, started. And then I moved to California and my friend Dave was like, dude, you haven't seen the South Park musical? I'm like, no. And he's like, you got to watch it like right now. And he shoved a DVD into my hands and I took it home that weekend. And I was like, Oh my God, this is the most brilliant thing I've ever seen. So right. yeah, it is, it is great parody, great comedy, uh, definitely deserving on your number five list. Matthew's uh, number four would definitely be Rocky horror picture show. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's what I think would be Matthew's number I four. See that. Yeah. So what do you have for your number four? Uh, my number four is uh, Repo the Genetic Opera. Oh, based on the Repo Man movie? No. Oh. It's its own thing. No. Um, although, uh, basically, the, the premise is that um, people, things are bad, people's organs are failing, and you can get new organs put in um, for an exorbitant amount, which you expect. And if you don't pay, then the repo man comes oh, up and man. he takes you, takes the organs back. Okay. So this is, um, it has a star studded cast, um, including, uh, Giles from Buffy mm-hmm. and also, uh, Sarah, Sarah Brightman, I think is in it. And then uh, Paris Hilton, of course. It's a weird show, but it's a show that I think about a lot. Um, Not just because the songs are really catchy, uh, but also because it's weird structurally. It's weird. And it's an unusual story. Mm -hmm. Um, Musicals. I think there's, you know, plenty of musicals like, for example, South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut that are very out there and are doing... Are, are doing plots that most uh, musicals wouldn't go near. Um, Repo, you know, exists in this space um, with some of like the darker musicals, probably your Sweeney Todd's and stuff. 
Mm -hmm. Um, but it um has I would I I was gonna say like a modern thing, but it's very like late nineties, early two thousands in feel. Uh which I I think I find to be I find to be a positive. Yeah. Yeah, cool. All right. Uh so what are we up to? We are up to our number threes right now. Here's Matthew's number three. Rodrigo, please tell us why Little Shop of Horrors is at Matthew's number three. Just beyond the fact that Steve Martin does a, a wonderful rendition of I'll be a dentist. Yeah. Uh there's that. And also I think uh Matthew identifies very closely uh with Mr. Mushnick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um because he's uh he's got plants and they don't respect them. <laughs> and also his cat is always trying to eat him. So yeah. kind of like that. All right. All right. Okay. Very cool. All right. So uh, my number three, again, this is one that I, I, um, thanks to our local PBS station growing up, I got exposed to a lot of things. And, um, I also had a little black and white television in my room back in the, in the 1980s. And I was supposed to go with my basketball team to the, um, oh, what's the big basketball tournament in Kansas City every, uh, every year? Um, I forget what it is, the college level one. Our coach had gotten us tickets and we were going to go see, uh, you know, college kids play basketball and and uh, be inspired for our team to win. And here's a hint. We didn't win. Uh-huh. Um, but as I'm getting ready, I'm turning on, I turn on the TV and it's, of course, on to PBS. And it's one of their pledge drives. And there's the guy from um, The Last Starfighter, a much younger man who is talking about going and bilking this town out of all of its money. And he starts singing and he gets to this wow. town and people are excited. Little, little Ronnie Howard is in this movie screaming about, uh, you know, the, the, the Wells Fargo wagon is coming down the street. And then suddenly there's 76 trombones leading a big parade. And I was like, Holy crap. What is this? What is this movie? What is this musical that I, and again, this is like 1980s. I had not seen this 1962 edition of the music man at some times had Shirley Jones in it as well. Great. It's a great piece. And I had to leave cause I had to go to this uh, basketball game. And of course you can't just ask any of your high school, 1980s, 1980s high school friends. Hey, you ever heard this musical where this man is with a band? Cause you get beat up in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing that I do know about PBS back in the eighties was they would rerun things. And so a year later, right around the same time, I kept routinely turning on PBS just to see if that movie was running again. And sure enough, it was. And so I found out that it was the music man with uh, Robert Preston and Shirley Jones and Ron Howard. And I was just like, Oh, this is a, this is a fun, fun musical. So uh, that is, that is my number three. Is it also on your list? It is not on my list. Okay. Uh, but we uh, already did my number three. We already did your number number three. Uh, so uh, I'm going to go with uh, Matthew's. What are we up to? Matthew's number two already. Uh, I feel uh, confident maybe. that I, I'm pretty confident that everything here, Matthew, would not disagree with me on. He might disagree with the order, but mm-hmm. I'm going to put it his number two. Godspell. Okay. There, uh, he, there's something about. Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, the guy that was uh, Jennifer Gardner's uh, dad in Alias that he uh, Victor Garber. Yeah. Victor Garber. There's something about Victor Garber 
that Matthew just digs on. And so I feel for pretty firmly that Godspell would be his number two. Mm-hmm. What is your number two, Rodrigo? Uh, my number two is if you think about it as a single musical, it's very long. It's like a 72 hour musical. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, my number two is crazy ex-girlfriend, the show. Oh yeah. 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 This is, this is a show that has minimum two musical numbers per episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, if not three and they're all excellent. And they, also are very referential so they'll do pop culture but also they reference other musicals like for example there's a music man reference in crazy ex-girlfriend where they're like she's a lawyer and they're trying Mm -hmm. to like basically get this class action lawsuit so they start running around town scaring people (laughs) uh, telling them like they're like cold water is like bad for them and it leads to crack (laughs) um so like and like that's just totally a music man reference and i want to say in that same episode maybe the next episode they do a lay miss um oh yeah take or whatever so if you like musicals craziest girlfriend is a really solid musical right like i said there's you know the four seasons of it three or four seasons mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. um uh- it's it's very good, and the songs are very good. Some, you know, it's a comedy, so some stuff is starting to slide out of, like, oh, this is, like, from this is funny to this is kind of... Cringe. You know, bad, or, yeah. 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 So so here's the thing. Um, I never saw a single episode of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, mm-hmm. even though I probably should, because I really, really like Rachel Bloom a lot. Yeah. I think she's super, super talented. Uh, years and years and years ago, before she got her big, big break, she was doing these uh, musical skits on YouTube. And mm-hmm. one of the ones that we featured on the Major Spoilers website was uh, F Me Ray Bradbury. Yeah. It is still one. I mean, I love that song. And every year at Ray Bradbury's birthday, I will I will dig it up and play it just because it's so much fun. But that's where I got introduced to Rachel Bloom and her and her super talent. So, yeah, I can see having a whole show where she's the. Well, she's also the executive producer, right? Be, uh, and writer uh, on that, or she's definitely she's definitely the head writer. Okay. Um, or actually, the t- like she has like a writing partner. Um, but I think by the end, she was definitely a producer on the show. I'm pretty sure she was a producer on the show from the beginning. Yeah. I don't know if she ever if it ever crosses over into executive producer. Yeah. No. That was. Uh, yeah. Yeah, cool. That's that's really neat. Okay, so uh, my number two uh, is the one that is replacing South Park, Bigger, Longer, Uncut, because, again, it's another one that I saw in the theater. I was I was going on a date. It was late at night, and we were like, oh, I guess we'll just go see this midnight showing of whatever this movie is. It's got uh, Nicole Kidman, and it's got uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi in it. Uh, and we, we were just like, oh, sure, might as well go see it. We don't know really what it's about, except for this weird title, Moulin Rouge. And we were both completely blown away by what Baz Luhrmann did with this movie. This was really kind of before I knew Baz Luhrmann a little bit because uh, when I was in Atlanta, all my students were just enthralled with uh, Romeo and Juliet. Okay. Yeah, and Romeo, so, Romeo plus Juliet. Yeah, Romeo plus Juliet, yes. Uh, and so I was like, okay, let's see this. And again, I was blown away, uh, just the way that they were taking pop 
music and incorporating it into the narrative. I really, really enjoyed that a lot. Um, it is very much, it's very upbeat for, you know, it'd be like a, uh, into the woods where you're trying to make it more modern for modern, modern audiences. And, um, again, the next day I just went to, to work and I was telling my coworkers, man, you need to go see this movie, Moulin Rouge, Moulin Rouge. And, um, and it's another one that within a day or two, I had gone to the record store. This is a place kids where you could go and buy music as on either a vinyl or a cassette tape or even a CD and you could play it in your car. Well, not the vinyl, but definitely the CDs. And, um, I just, I, I wore that CD out listening to Moulin Rouge just because mm-hmm. I enjoyed it a lot. And yes, I, I know that there are some people that claim that, uh, all the, the singing was overdubbed. Don't care. It was still oh. really great. Uh, it was still really great. Enjoyed it. Um, a, a great, great deal. And my date did too, I guess, cause we ended up dating for about three months. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, so good. that is my number two. All right, Rodrigo, we are heading into our number ones. And before I get into our number ones, Rodrigo, I should probably remind all of our listeners that this show is only made possible through the support of fine people like you, our dear listeners. I know I was talking PBS with the music man and into the woods makes sense that I should try to do this as a PBS pledge break. Um, if you want to see fine shows like top five and critical hit and the major spoilers podcast continue far, far, far into the future, you can show your thanks for all the value that you received from this show. By heading over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash major spoilers. That's patreon.com slash major spoilers. A simple pledge of $5 per month, $5 per month for all of this entertainment will keep us going, Rodrigo. And I know what you're thinking. Hey, do I get a coffee mug out of this? Not at the $5 level. Certainly not. What are we losing our shirts? Oh, speaking of shirts at the $40 level, we will send you a t-shirt. Uh, and every year it's a new design. This year it is a sci-fi, 50 sci-fi UFO inspired t-shirt that people are getting right now and they are loving it. You can get that when you sign up at the $40 per month level. But we can't get to our number ones until you pick up the phone and you call right now. Patreon.com slash major spoilers and pledge your support. And now back to our program. Rodrigo, we have reached our number one. Here's Matthew's number one musical. Mm-hmm. It's head, yeah, with the that's, monkeys. That's what I would. That's what I would have guessed. Yeah, and it directed, I think, either written or directed by Jack Nicholson. Yeah. So there you go, ladies and Matthews talked about head uh, quite a bit, but I feel like now he's not here, and he might say, "No, I would have never have picked Rent, or I never would have picked Little Shop of Horrors." I think, in the spirit of who Matthew is, those would be his his top five. Yeah. All right, my number yeah. five, my number one. We've reached my number one. This is one again. I saw it in the movie theater when it came out. I was super excited about it. I loved how it looked. I was really, really into it. Went and saw it in the theater. And then because it came out during the holidays, uh, our local theater used to run matinees every day. This is back again, long time ago. Used to run matinees every, every afternoon for the kids so that, you know, the parents could drop their kids off or whatever or go to uh, take their kids and and see this stuff. And it was cheap. It was like super cheap, like two bucks or less for a ticket. And I went every single day between, between uh, Christmas day and new year's Eve to go see Aladdin, the animated movie from Disney. I know some people talk about the trifecta of uh, uh, little mermaid sleeping or not sleeping beauty, beauty and the beast and the lion King. But uh, for me, they leave Aladdin out. 
they a lot of people leave Aladdin out, and I think it may be a lot because I've been talking to a lot of younger kids, people that are younger than you, Rodrigo, and mm-hmm. I think it's because of that Will Smith adaptation. That oh, I think it that the left other a, the other two also had terrible adaptations. I know, but or, I I think that the Aladdin one was so bad that it left a bad taste in in these people's mouths to where they don't even want to acknowledge that the animated version existed. Okay. Yeah, I know it's weird, but uh, what's not weird is that when people say name a movie you've seen more than seven times, oh man, I've seen Aladdin easily more than a hundred times, and again. As soon as I watched it, uh, back, back in the day, my, uh, car did not have a CD player. It did have a cassette player and I just popped that cassette, uh, in of Aladdin, the soundtrack and just played it everywhere I went. And it was one of those that was auto reversible. So as soon as it reached one side, it would flip over and play the other. What a wonderful time, uh, with, with Aladdin. So, uh, that is my number one musical of all time. Rodrigo, what do you have for your number one musical? Uh, my number one musical, and uh, like like we said before, this list was tough. Um, yeah. I ended up cutting, obviously, a lot of stuff. Um, but I thought for my number one, like, I thought, what is the musical that I think about the most, like, without being prompted by somebody bringing it up or, or something um, that where the songs get stuck in my head the most? And that mm-hmm. is by far Jesus Christ Superstar. Yep, 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 um, yep. Yeah, Jesus Christ Superstar is just really rocking and uh, has great music. I, you know, I watched the the movie with the, like, I think, like, the majority of it is the original cast. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never, I, I, actually, I have seen live performances of Jesus Christ Superstar, and it's always interesting to see what gets, uh, what gets moved around, you know, how mm-hmm. things are staged and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, did you? Yeah, definitely. Have you watched high school versions of Jesus Christ Superstar or college? I guess uh, I should say. Probably I, I college haven't, more than but I've, I've watched community versions of Jesus oh, Christ Superstar, okay. and okay. it is a challenging play. Like I, yeah. anybody who decides to take on Jesus Christ Superstar, good luck because it, it's incredibly demanding. Like all three of like the voice leads are. Uh, basically you're you're in people's minds going up against these like three very incredible singers plus a whole bunch of other really good singers right Mm -hmm. so it's like well you know they're making it their own they're doing their thing but it's a tall order and you know the the community stuff that i've seen was good um because you know you try to like put that out of your mind and be like okay what's this person bringing it or whatever but yeah, it's like, man, if somebody was like, hey, I want to cast you in Jesus Christ Superstar, I would say, no, there's no way. <laughs> like, there is no way. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think about this a lot. My dad really likes it. My brother really likes it. Um, often, while we are uh, sitting around at Christmas singing Christmas songs and traditional Mexican songs, somebody like breaks out into like a <laughs> yeah so it's it's kind of always around so right, that's my cool. number one all right there you go ladies and gentlemen there are our top five favorite musicals i think we've got a bunch of runners up we may uh talk oh, about yeah. some of the runners up in the major spoilers podcast pre-show that you can find right now over at patreon.com slash major spoilers 
maybe you disagree with some of the ones on our list. Maybe you think we should have had some other ones on our list. Maybe your list is better than our list. That could totally be uh, true. I, we have some very artistic and creative people in our community. And you can share your thoughts, reactions, and everything about this episode, including your top five musicals, by heading over to the Major Spoilers Discord. It's free to join. There's a link in the show notes. You can get into the Top 5 channel and you can share your top five favorite musicals. Why? Because everybody loves a list. This podcast is copyright 2024 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.